As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Welcome to this On Farm podcast part of a series in conjunction with the Royal Highland Agricultural Society of Scotland. My name's Monty. The Highland Show didn't happen this year, and very obviously, because of Covid restrictions, there are no other agricultural shows in Scotland this year either. We are doing all that we can to try and fill the hole. This episode 10 is looking at what it's like to win in the livestock rings. First, we're going to recall something that RAS Chief Executive Alan Laidlaw said right at the start of this series. We talk about the Royal Highland Show and the emotion of, of it being cancelled, but there's huge positive emotions. You know, if you finally get your hands on that piece of silverware that your granddad first won, you know, decades ago, and this has been your career pinnacle, we get people bouncing into the trophy room very upbeat, and then instantly there's a reflection actually this is a career high when I get my hands on that piece of silver that is me reached one of my bucket list things and and those stories are really powerful and and we've got some real glue in in the society in the Highland show about those sort of things and and I think if we can give some air to to some of those a they're they're nice reflections and but also they remind us that you know what we do is important in this episode and in the next we're talking about silverware and rosettes Next time, Anna will be talking about all things equestrian. But today, we're in the stock ring. Nessie was at the show as a yearling, and she was only third in her class. But we always thought she would be better as a two-year-old. So this is Tracy Nicholl. Tracy and her husband David breed Charlie cattle with Major David Walter at Balthiok Farms near Perth. 2019 was the Major's 50th year of competing at the Highland and the team had pinned their hopes on a heifer by the name of Baltheoc Nessie. Tracy says there was a special something about Nessie from very early on. All animals, you know, they used to have that wee bit of spark and look at me, and you usually can tell from a few weeks old, like, you know, they've got that bit of style about them to catch the judge's eye. But uh, she always had a bit of style, and she still does. Like, you know, when you go out to the field, she's first run at the gate, and she's like, I'm the boss, I'm the queen bee, like, you know. I'm no showman. But I do know what Tracy's talking about there. There is an early moment when you do recognise that an individual beast has got something special. From the showing point of view, that's when the hard work begins. It's got to be fed right, it's got to be groomed right, it's got to be washed, it's got to be conditioned, it's got to be whatever, 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 but just all the hard work and, and, and some secrets and special special little tasks that go to make that um, beast look just right for its big day. 
And imagine if that big day is the Highland Show. There you are. You're walking out into the ring at Ingolston with hundreds, what, thousands of pairs of eyes watching your and the beast's every move. Words can't really describe how it feels. Your stomach is doing somersaults, especially if you know you've got quite a good animal and you've got a good chance, like it's nervous energy. Your, your, your heart is thumping in your chest, like. That second year of showing, Nessie won her Charlie class and then went on to progress right through the Charlie classes. So there was another big outing to the ring, this time for the Interbreed Championship. We're right in the Interbreed there and we're up against Britain's best animals. Like, Davy was leading her and I was tapping her own, like, you know. So the animals are walked round the ring under the watchful eye of the judge. It's quite a drawn-out process, but you get you get why it's a drawn-out process, because, you know, these are the best animals. These are absolutely the best animals at the pinnacle of their game. After all that scrutiny, a hush descends. All goes quiet. Then the judge has a word with the steward. And the steward walks forward and tap tap on the rump of the winning beast so this year that we're talking about which was actually 2019 for the first time in 50 years of showing at the highland baltheic farms have an interbreed champion it was a tremendous feeling to get the slap and the the effort to get a slap and be pulled forward as overall champion like it made all those early morning late, late nights worth it like you know it's just that that 10 seconds is oh. I'll never forget it. The only regret I have is that my, my dad and my and Davy's dad weren't there. They're no longer there to see it because I know they've been so proud because my father would have loved to win that trophy after winning, you know, showing at the shows for all these years. He supported the Highland. I think they'd be pretty chuffed to tear them if they'd seen it like, you know. But he was there with us because he had his, or his, my father's lucky halter on the heifer, like. So I think he was... His bit of luck helped us along the way because showing has a lot to do with luck as well. Huge congratulations to Tracy and Davy and to Major Walter. I guess that would be a moment to savour forever. So, after achieving such a win, what happens next? Now we're going to have a bit of a look at that. And it's all about trophies and silverware. You don't really see the trophies until you go up to the room. It's, well, trophies are all round you and all different shapes and size and the history it goes with them, like you're just reading some of the names on some of those trophies, you know, it goes back decades, like, you know, it's, it tells a story of that trophy room, like, you know. Hi, hello, my name's David Tennant and I'm the competitions manager for the Royal Highland Show. It's the highlight of their career for a lot of people. It is the pinnacle. So many of these people, they start off at their local show. The aim and the dream is to go and lift a trophy and get that red rosette or that tricolour rosette at the Royal Highland Show. The number of years of work for that and when that actually pays off, the elation that you see in people is enormous. It's absolutely enormous. Some people will get that once, some people will get that a few times, but I'm not sure you'll probably be that first time, to be honest. I think that first time is pretty special for people. David is also in charge of getting all the show animals on and off the site at Ingolston. It's a bit of a logistical challenge, as I'm sure you can all imagine. We have about 4,500 animals on the showground at one time. Uh, that breaks down into about 1,000 cattle, 2,000 sheep, 1,500 horses, and then 
uh, the re- everything else makes up the rest of it. So it's, uh, it's a bit, yeah, big job getting all, getting all them in the right place at the right time. Absolutely, absolutely. Can you talk us through what it's like on show day in the trophy room? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so basically, when the winners get given their prize card in the ring, they get given a, let- a letter with it, which is their engraving letter for the trophy. So they'll, they'll go put their animal away, fill that in, and then come up to the office. The office is just at the top of the stairs as you come up uh, upstairs in the Highland Hall. And if you catch people there, the, the eyes just brighten up. It's just a shining shining sea of silverware, basically, you can see. The excitement and the anticipation and wondering which one is theirs, it's fantastic. And yeah, you do even get people in tears of happiness because maybe their their father won the trophy before them or their grandfather, and there's there's a real family connection to, to these trophies. Or maybe even their family was the ones that donated the trophy initially. Or, or even if they're a first time, they're a first time winner, there is such a there's a great scale of, uh, of emotions that come that come into the office about the trophies, and it's it's lovely to see. It's one of the best parts of the job, to be honest. We also have a presentation for four of the trophies in Ingleston House, and there are four main four main ones. Uh, so that's your Queen's Cup, which is for the best overall animal in a section. You've got the John Miller, which is for the best stock person. And you also have the Scottish Farmer Trophy and the Royal Bank of Scotland Trophy. And that's an, another very emotional environment to be in. People getting to go into the boardroom at Ingleston House and be presented with these trophies. It's, it's, it's quite something to see. With all this year's cancellations, the closest thing we've got to a 2020 show has been the Scottish Farmer Champions of the Decade competition. And from that competition emerged the Dairy Champion of the Decade, bred by the Laird family at Blythbridge Farm, Goldwyn Rosalie. Here's Colin Laird. We're here at uh, Blythe Farm in Peeblesshire. We're standing in our, um, our newly constructed uh, dairy building, uh, which we milk 450 cows in. It's obviously a very professional setup. I'm just interested, why do you also show cattle? It's pretty much uh, an obsession that we have. <laughs> we do enjoy working with our cows and um, it's, a, it's probably just kind of like a, the icing on the cake for the industry that we're in. And you've done very well in the show ring. Um, do you want to talk us through some of the highlights of the last few years? Uh, this is Colin's father at speaking and I'm, my name's Alistair. Hi Alistair. I think probably always the highlight is always winning the Royal Highland Show. It's your local show. Uh, it certainly is our local show, but it's a fantastic show to show at. We've won it nine times in all, maybe ten times if you count the cow of the decade this year. Uh, it's maybe cheating a bit right enough because we'd rather have been in the show field beside the rest. We've also won uh, the European Dairy event, we've won the UK Dairy Expo. Uh, what else have we won? Dairy, um, dairy Day. The Dairy Day. So we get a fair share. Agri Scott a few times. It's always nice to win with a homebred cow, and the cow that won the cow of the decade was a homebred cow. Aye, it's always a, a, there's always a buzz. Um, it's, a, it's always an honour and a pre- pleasure when you you get to parade your uh, animal that you've been uh, either breeding or purchased uh, into a, a national show like the Highland Show. You know, you've spent all those hours and time in the in the lead up to the show, and then you know that's a big moment going into the ring. They are 
there's a buzz there, you know, always at the Highland show. There, there's, that's a, a show that certainly doesn't lack a buzz about the ring. You know, if there's doesn't matter whether it's yourself that's winning or somebody else. You know, there's big cheers and that uh, when the when the judge uh, makes his final decisions. What does it feel like to win? Oh, it's, uh, it's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> you feel on top of the world. Uh, I can still remember the first time we. I don't think we even won the Highland Show. It was when we were reserve, which would be in '94 or '95. You know, and my, I can just remember myself and my sister standing at the side of the ring crying, <laughs> and we hadn't really done an awful lot for it at that time. <laughs> and aye, it's 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 moments like that that uh, keep me coming back for the next year. And do you think it's going to continue? Is this the is this the plan for the next generation as well? Aye, no, my uh, as as we said, it's a it's a family affair. My with a young daughter and a young son here that you know it'll not be long before they they need to be taking a calf to the shows and it'll it'll start all over again. And what age does that all start at? What age are young handlers? Young handlers can start from. You know, you'll see you'll see uh, kids going in the ring with their parents at you know five or six year old. That's where it all really starts from, um, and then it finishes when you're twenty six. Then you have to find something else to do. You start doing it with the real cows. And is that how you got the bug, Colin? Starting off with the young handlers. Aye, no, that definitely. You know, we used to have a, a white rope halter, and uh, mum or dad would push the calf, and we would pull the calf, and. Sometimes the calf would just pull you. <laughs> is it the winning that counts? Is that why you, you keep coming back for more in the show ring? It helps. <laughs> Both the Highland Show and these other shows that we've mentioned, uh, Agri Scott, you know, there's competitors come from all over the UK, sometimes even Northern Ireland as well, to compete at these shows. So, you know, they are well-respected, high-regarded uh, shows that, uh, that we're competing at. I don't know if we're at the top of the game, but we're always striving to be there. It's great for our business. We sell, we sell heifers, we sell bulls, and it, it helps to give us the herd a good name. Our show cows are our hobby, they're our lives. Sometimes I'd think I'd maybe be better off being a show cow than a farmer, because they do get pampered a bit. We've also we've started on the next show team for the next year's Royal Highland Show, so hopefully it's a success. Colin, do you want to talk us through a little bit of what's involved in bringing out a top show animal? Uh, well, it, it really it starts a, a long way back when we were breeding our cows, our, um, our our whole herd. You know, it's always something in the back of our mind that we're we're also we're trying to breed a productive, uh, profitable animal. But we th- take a lot take a lot of time to think about how we're going to breed the cows with which bulls, and then you know you see these these calves uh, running about in the calf pens, you know, the ones that stick out, and these are the ones that kind of catch your eye and you always remember them when they, when they calf down. It's not really until they calf down and they get uh, an udder between their legs and uh, we can see the potential whether we want to uh, take that animal and um, put it onto a, almost like a show programme where we feed them a bit different and, you know, get them halter trained, obviously, and then before the shows, you know, you're you're washing the cows every day to keep them uh, in tip-top condition. Do you think the other cows are jealous of the show team? I'm pretty sure they are. They do stand uh, 
looking over the gate wondering why why they're getting all the special attention. <laughs> Could you maybe just talk us through the finer points in one of the cows in the shed there, please? Uh-huh, well, the cow I'm standing looking at just now is a cow who that won the Royal Highland Show the last two years in 2018-2019. Her name is Jessie. Her aspects are, uh, we want a good broad muzzle and a bright eye and a, bo- a good alert ear and a nice fine shoulder and a, le- a nice level top line. She has a beautiful top line and she had good, good legs. Good legs and a good udder. And a, a rudder's carried high with plenty of veination on a rudder, which looks like, makes her look, the dairiness comes out of her with the veinations on a rudder. We want her to be d- deep off her rib with plenty of depth of body. Uh, you need this depth of body so that she can keep... Uh, eat plenty of roughage to produce milk. Um, how's that? Tip top, tip top. And it, it, it sounds like you've got the, the next generation there with you as well, is that right? Here she is. She's been feeding the calves with her gran. Her uh, face is covered in milk powder. But uh, she's happy. She seems happy. <laughs> you want to speak to the man? You going to say hello? What's, what's your calf's name? Rumor. Rumor. Her calf's Rumor. Uh huh. She has a jersey calf and Chloe's too and she already has a calf mm-hmm. of her own. Good stuff. Well done, Chloe. So thank you very much to Colin, Alistair, Izzy and the children and the cows have been very well behaved as well in the background. Thank you very much, team. Okay, right, no, thanks, thanks, thanks for your Okay, bye-bye. 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 Oh, she's shy. She's shy. <laughs> I'm sure from that section you've gathered that top-level showing is very often a family affair. So for the second half of this on-farm episode, here's another award-winning team, this time on the sheep side of things. Right, I'm, uh, I'm Rocket Runciman from Allenshaws. My name's Amanda Runciman and I'm Rocket's wife. I'm Lewis Runciman and I work for my dad, Rocket. I'm Libby Runciman's daughter, 15 and going into fifth year. There's, say, about 900 sheep, which is what I've been involved with since I left the school. It's all I'm interested in. We have cows, but they're just there to keep the grass down for the sheep. The cows are very commercial. They're cement all cows and a short horn bull to put onto them and breed heifers for myself and for other people. The sheep are all pedigree sheep mainly North Country Cheviots, with pure Texels, pure Suffolk and pure Blueheads. Cool. We're going to really talk about showing. Who does what, uh, what shows are involved, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing. So we'll maybe start, start, start with Amanda, because Amanda, you keep the show on the road, is that right? I, I am mainly the chef, um, <laughs> if you'd like to call it. <laughs> and I just... Uh, yeah, just keep tabs on everybody. I do help at the local shows because we take we take um, two stock boxes, so um, I drive one of them. Normally, they're getting judged at the same time, the two different um, breeds of sheep. So we have to um, all hands on deck. So it's usually Libby and myself doing one breed, and Roderick and Lewis doing the other breed. Lewis. You're showing two different breeds here. Do you want to talk to us about that? What's the two breeds and what goes on? Uh, yeah, we show our North Country Cheviots, which Dad's been showing a lot of his life. And we've just started showing Tex, pure Texels. We quite like taking two 
Breeds what two different chances. What's your favourite of the two? Uh, I like the Cheviots, so I'm I'm mainly show the Cheviots and just leave the Texels whoever wants to do them. <laughs> <laughs> and what it's a it's a shop window rocket, is that? I mean I know that's a cliche, but is that the driving force behind it? Is it the, to sell the sheep? The big shop window is the Highland show. That's the main one. We go to the local shows to keep the shows going. I I think that uh, a sheep with no livestock, a show with no livestock is not a show. The shows wouldn't survive without livestock. We're trying to educate the general public and we're also doing what we enjoy doing and showing sheep and trying to beat the competitors. Do you feel quite competitive about it all? If you weren't competitive, you wouldn't show. Yeah. Winning is not the be-all and end-all. It's great if you do win. And I don't mind getting beat by a sheep if it's better than my own. At the end of the day, the judge is always right in his eyes. <laughs> in his eyes. <laughs> well, it is, it's true. Maybe not other people's eyes. In your eyes, because you've been a judge as well, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where have you judged, Rocket? Me, I've judged from uh, Orkney right down Thurso. Down, I've judged all over the borders. I've judged all over Scotland. I've judged the interbreed at the Yorkshire show. I've judged the interbreed at the Devon and Cornwall show. I've judged at both Wells. I've judged the interbreed at the the Irish the what do you call it? The Balmoral show. And Anglesey. And Anglesey. And we were asked to judge at the Royal Norfolk Norfolk show this year but obviously it was cancelled so that was we had three or four nights booked down there so hopefully we'll get asked back next year mm-hmm. and after the Royal Norfolk show the day after the Royal Norfolk show we're going to Fitter Cairn to judge <laughs> here that's a road trip and a half Nor- Norfolk <laughs> Norfolk to Fitter Cairn is it not <laughs> um, so Libby, have you been involved in what's your kind of role in the in the showing side of things or bringing sheep on or whatever? Just help get them ready to put in the ring and show them. Show some sometimes. At the local shows, you've had a bit of success in Young Handlers, have you not? Um, I won at Dalkeith one year with a top. Um, Texel top. Texel top, yeah. Um... I don't know what else I've won. You've had a few others. Yeah, a few Rosette. others. Rosettes. Yeah. Of varying colours. Mm-hmm. And Lewis, you were involved in the, what do they call it? Is it a league, basically? Yeah, well, um, all the local shows in the borders, champion and reserve, qualify for uh, champions of champions, young handlers, and that people's, people's show. And the first year I went, I took two sheep. The main sheep that I would show in the Young Handlers went on to win my class and then went overall sheep champion. It was in the Champions of Champions. So the, the, luckily we brought a second sheep, so I had to show it in the Young Handlers. My old dad was in the main ring at Peoples <laughs> to show the Champions of Champions. I don't think I got on very well in the Young Handlers, but I think Dad got reserve champion in Champions of Champions. So wait a minute, you put your dad in the Young Handlers? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dad, dad had to go into the main ring to go up against a horse and a cow oh, and every, a duck, probably. Very good. Rocket, 
What are your big moments of the Highland Show? What's your big successes been? The biggest success I've had at the Highland Show is that overall in 2014, but the most memorable has to be the first time I got the Chivit Championship. That was in 2009. That was just a dream come true for me. And then I got beat 2010, and then I went on and won 11, 12, 13, and 14, four years in a row, which is probably I'll never manage to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) You need to have the the right sheep for the right judge uh, on the day, and you need it looking, you need it coming out into the ring sparkling. So, Lewis, you think it's a good thing, it is a good thing, isn't it, to basically support the local shows and what have you as much as possible. Yeah, we're, we like to keep them going. We, we, we would hate to see Han, Tyndall, Keith, like, without any sheep or stuff like that. I don't think they could survive, so we like to take 10 or 20 sheep to them just to kind of try to keep them going and we enjoy to show, to sh- just to have fun in the ring. And if you take sheep, someone else takes sheep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if we take sheep and they see us there, they're like, oh, we want to try to beat them next year, so they bring more sheep and then it'll just... Put them, put some numbers up. What's your favourite show? Oh, uh, probably have to say the Highland Show because it goes on for the longest, and <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be even better next year. I'll be eighteen, so I can do all the young fat former things. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Amanda, what's your best favourite show memory? My uh, favourite show memory will be at the sidelines when Roderick's uh, in the interbreed competition and waiting for the the judge to tap his stick <laughs> on Roderick's sheep. And it's quite emotional because I remember someone, that when the year that happened and someone went, she's not even noticed, but I had my sunglasses on <laughs> and I was howling greeting because it really is quite an emotional thing. So, yeah. It's, yeah, proud. Proud at the um, sidelines. Proud moment. Proud moment, that's right, a proud moment. Did it bring a tear to your eye, Libby? Yeah, it's quite a, quite a good moment um, seeing your dad win the shows. It's better when you're holding the sheep, though, and you get a red ticket, though, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's quite good, yeah. I'd like doing it, but... Just remembering all the stuff you need to remember. <laughs> what do you need to remember? The reading of the sheep, like the age, how you prepared for the day. The name, sometimes you get asked yeah. the name. Yeah, usually to make up a name if they don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually going, we're missing the social side of it. The social side of the Highland show the and of the little shows, because we're here... We're here all the time. We've, the kids have been... Libby's been at, doing schooling at home. Lewis has left school now, so he's been working with his dad. But it's just oh, four of us all together. Missed crack. You <laughs> missing the crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, uh, what's a kiss party, Rocket? What's a kiss party after after a big win at the Highland? What, what's the kiss party like? The kiss party is just uh, having uh, drinks together within your breed and you can get a blather and you can uh, criticise the judge and you can uh, you can compliment sim- the judge sympathise with the judge 
And it's good just the, the, the kiss part is get them, keep the breeds together and have a, a good chin wag and catch up and uh, speak about what had been happening or what had been happening in the judging that day. So will it be a monumental kiss party? At the shows next year, well, especially at the Highland next year. It's a great possibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, anticipation. The biggest kissed party of all kissed parties, eh? <laughs> it could just be one big one. <laughs> yeah. The problem in the sheep lines, though, is it gets dark and cold. Um, Go on, keep going. Well, yeah, there's many, many a years we've sat with two, three layers on, sitting in those sheep lines with the wind howling through, but we're adamant we're not, we're not moving, and it's pitch dark by the time. Yeah, you do move. And a wee bit of alcohol inside you always heats it up, doesn't it? Yeah, you've got a bit energy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what's Monday morning like after the Highland show? Tired. Quite tired. For four days is quite a long time. But it's great to get home. You see, you get round all the sheep when you get to see that everything's fine. And, uh, and then lunchtime and then usually a, a, a power nap. <laughs> all, all, all the rest of the day. <laughs> For the rest of the afternoon. It's all right. That's fine. That's good. Uh, i tell you one more thing. Did you... Meet royalty at the show one year. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the first year I won the the the, the Cheviots at the Highland Show, which was in two thousand and nine. There were one of the the sheep stewards came up to me and said that uh, the Queen would like to meet you uh, because she won. She wanted to meet the champion Cheviot and its breeder, and the champion Blackie and its breeder. I honestly thought he was pulling my leg to start with, but lo and behold, he wasn't. So on the Saturday morning, we had to go out into a ring and uh, stand with this sheep, and then uh, Her Majesty herself came along, which is a big honour, a big honour to to shake hands and meet her like, and she's uh, she was very nice to speak to and very easy to speak to, and uh, she knew her stuff. And was she as honoured to meet you? Yes. <laughs> so that's it. That's it for this time. All over again. I've really enjoyed this episode of On Farm and I hope you have too. Thank you to all of the Runsimans, the Lairds, RAS, Competitions Manager David Tennant and to Tracy Nicholl. If you know someone who'd love On Farm too, but might not be so keen on technology, please help them. Take them in hand. Take their phone in hand if you have to, tap the buttons, show them how easy it is to listen. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. It's Anna next episode in the equestrian rings, so in the words of another agricultural broadcaster from the borders, that's it for me, and bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>